Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 101 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration around your business and your money. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to understand the numbers from your business, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, and what determines how close you are to complete financial choice, and how to run your business without being in your business. And last week, we had yours truly talking about the three secrets of the wealthy. Today, we have as our guest, Mandy Ellefson. Mandy is the creator of a model that allows consulting agency owners to spend less time in their business and have greater freedom, success, and profits. She's consulted with over 100 consulting agency CEOs, helping them immediately free up 20 to 50% of their work week to focus on accelerating profits. Her clients have grown to five figures of net profit every month, adding millions of dollars in sales, and have exited the day-to-day business to scale growth. Some owners now passively manage their businesses or have even sold their companies. Mandy, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Rennie. It's a pleasure. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. It's so cool. Well, I, I got a good idea of what you do, but tell me more and tell me why you do what you do. Right. So, yeah, we have known each other for a while. It's been great. And, that, and uh, my husband and I have had a great opportunity to consult with you on our wealth and um, and, and have a long, nice long-term impact to show from it too. So that's really good. And I can, I can vouch for what you do and what you teach here on the podcast and, you know, really having that great pleasure of working with you and, um, you know, helping us build our wealth, helping us be able to create the lifestyle that is really, that we really want, um, and to create that freedom. So that's, it's been, it's been really great. Thank you. Yeah. So my company is hands-off CEO and, uh, we kind of do what the title says. We help CEOs become more hands-off in their business. We help them be able to um, increase their price point so that they can have the profits and the cash flow to be able to hire the right people who can then grow the company, um, who can run the company, who can grow the company, and um, to really have um, to develop those the management layers in place that allow you to really let go and to um, be, to do so safely and profitably in a way that. Um, they can really make the biggest impact in the world, um, both in their business and also with their free time. And you, you know, you asked, why do we do, why, why do I do this? Why do I do this? So the, the real reason is, is there's a, there's a couple of things and we might talk about this a little bit later on in the podcast. I know what it's like to be stuck in a business and feel like your freedom is taken away from you, just becoming a victim of your own success. And I know how stressful that can be. And you're um, you're just wanting to make it work for your family. You wanting to work, make it work for your team and for your clients. And you just kind of get stuck in this place where you can't move ahead, but you can't move back either. The problem is, is that the most intelligent and capable and giving people are the ones who get stuck in the situation, and they have the most imaginative ideas and systems and frameworks and, and products that they're bringing to the world that have a tremendous impact. And if they're stuck, 
they're not able to make the impact in the world that they otherwise would make and in the lives of the people who they touch. So that's why I do this work. Thank you. Thank you, Mandy. And as you know, I try and lead by example from the standpoint of donating 100% of the profits from the work I do to charity. Tell me about the charity that means the most to you and what they what do they do? Yes, yeah, so a, a charity that we support, uh, Operation Underground Railroad, what they do is they save victims who are enslaved in, in trafficking, especially children in sex trafficking. This is a cause that is, is near and dear to my heart to be able to help the most vulnerable to be really able to have that freedom. And we need to protect those people. This has been really on the rise for a while. And growing our company allows us to generate more awareness for this cause. It allows us to be able to generate more of our profits to this. And you know, at the end of last year, we were able to make some nice donations to this that I was really proud of. I think in our world, we don't need a lot more people creating these, these organizations. We need more people supporting these organizations yeah. because and helping them support them to do their good work. Because you know what? My highest and best gifts is not running a charity. That's not where my gifts are. My gifts are helping other people scale their companies. You know what? A huge piece of that, we only work with clients that actually have the, the uh, desire to give back in some way in their community. And, and we really encourage them to be supporting the different causes that are aligned with their company's values. It's not only good for business, but it drives you forward, especially when, you know, some of the things that you're teaching, once you hit these, these milestones, once you are building wealth for yourself, once you no longer need to be growing your company, like what is your big why at that point? And if you don't have a bigger reason, a bigger cause, then you can get yourself into a place of complacency. And there's really no reason to rock the boat if you don't have a bigger cause and a bigger reason to really be supporting. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's the ripple effect. In other words, you, by growing other people's businesses who donate to the causes that matter to them, is creating the kind of expansion you couldn't even do by yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And we see this also as an exceptional tool to be recruiting staff and retaining them because mm -hmm. the generations now, they want their work to matter. Yes. It's very important to them that they're showing up and not just getting a paycheck. They want that they want companies that are socially conscious, that are making a difference in the world. And they want to know that they're waking up every day. They're contributing something that's bigger than themselves. And that's one of those things that can really give your staff meaning and um, help them help them know that they're making a difference. Thank you, Mandy. Well, let me ask, who are your target markets? Who are you looking for as clients? Well, we work with service-based companies. So examples of that are consulting and marketing agencies and growth agencies of all kinds, but they're doing B2B services. And the company is, uh, was started usually because the CEO has a great deal of skill in some area. And maybe they, they left for whatever reason, they're like, I can do this better. I'm sick of having a job, any one of those things, right? But um, they, they are very ingenuitive and they have like fantastic results. But the problem is, is that because they have fantastic results, it, it's, they have fantastic results because they're so stuck in it and they're, yeah. they're, they're very much involved in it. So when, when you're delivering that high of a touch services for your clients and you're, and 
you know, you're looking at adding half a million, million plus for the, for the companies you're working with and really these very big transformations, how do you be able to scale yourself? How do you be able to expand the work that you're doing without your hours expanding? And that's what happens is our clients, they get to a point where they're um, usually somewhere between half a million and, and three million or so. Um, and, and up from there as well. And they get to a place where they can't scale themselves, scale beyond themselves. And the more successful they get, the more trapped they are in their companies. Um, you know, it's so funny because as you're talking about that, I'm thinking of my son-in-law who has created a very successful uh, online advertising business that I am just afraid he's going to burn out on. I think I'm going to put the two of you together. Now, you're Next question is kind of like two part, and that's what was your biggest failure, whether personal or business, and then what what was the insight you gained from that? Yeah, so so I've I was I've been thinking about this one because I have a lot of failures, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you get to any level of success, you've been failing a whole lot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like to think that I'm very good at failing. I'm very good at being kicked in the face and getting back up that persistence. Um, and I think one of the biggest failure points that like I really felt with supreme intensity <laughs> was when I was pregnant with my younger daughter and she's now almost 11 and I had an agency. I had a branding and web design agency and I had gotten to a point where we had had grown more than we ever had before, but it was the agency mostly was me. So mm-hmm. even though I, I had a, a team that I was working with, it just everybody dropped the ball, and we're looking at you know eight and a half months pregnant, and mm-hmm. my clients weren't getting back to me with the things that I needed to, to finish up the projects. My team was just dropping off the face of the earth. And I was just sitting here waiting in, in, in all of this, this minutia and depth and jumping into these, these projects that I, I didn't even know how to do some of the things like coding, for example, like I was doing like PHP type of stuff because I couldn't find people fast enough to be able to get it done. And, and then there, there wasn't the profit margins at the same time. It was just so incredibly difficult. To make matters worse, my husband was in this really demanding medical program and I had a four-year-old on top of this, and I was just so overrun and worn down to the point where like my body was shutting down. My arms were actually like, there was a point where I couldn't open up the doorknob handle by myself. It was so stressful. And I know that the physical things that I was, that were showing up, it was from stress. It had implications that went beyond the business. I mean, it was, it would put some stress on our marriage. Of course, this is at a time where we really could have used the income. Right. Yeah. But I decided just to shut everything down Mm. because I needed, I needed that time with, with my family, but still what it looked like is me just like totally burning out my mother-in-law coming and taking care of me, folding my laundry as I was just sitting there vegging out on Netflix. I mean, this is, this is kind of a raw story, Mm. But that's what it looked like for me. I knew that there was a better way because I had, I had experienced it. I was, I was a manager at a, at a previous company and I had whipped this company into shape. And I had so much freedom, even though I was, you know, I, I, I was essentially an employee. 
but I was able to create that for myself and, you know, get my boss off my back. And so just let me do whatever I want. If I made them enough money, I knew that would be possible. And that's exactly what I did. So I looked at this and I'm like, how am I supposed to do this for my own company? That's the first part of the question. <laughs> yeah, they're totally burned out and had to close down a business. Well, and, and it was kind of a temporary close down, but I would have really liked it to continue on while I was having a maternity leave. Yeah. And the insight? So the insight, well, it, it took a little time for the insight, but what ended up happening is, is that I was just, you know, I had to figure out what was, what, what was, how to actually solve this problem. So I went and I started having interviews with other business owners who had a similar challenge. And then I would just start helping them solve that problem because one of my, something that comes very naturally to me is solving problems. And if I can objectively look at a problem, I can solve it. So what ended up happening is I started doing this enough and I started to see patterns and I'm like, great, I'm learning how to do this for myself. And what happened was that people started asking me to do that and paying me to do that. And I'm like, oh, I guess I've started a new company here. <laughs> so I, I ended up selling my the, the, the other business, got it back up going again, and I sold it to one of the, my team members at the time. She's still running the, that company today, actually. What I learned from that was that, first of all, Solving the problem for other people can be the way to actually solve it for yourself. That was one thing. The, the other thing was, is that I learned where my real skill set was. And I, I had just been yearning so much in that company to be able to create big transformations. But the work that I was, I was doing was not aligned with where I really wanted to do the, the, the biggest work in the world. And over the company is now, Hands Off CEO is now 10 years old. I'm still learning. I'm still learning more about what I want to do when I grow up, but we've created some really cool things that it's just, it's been miraculous on, on the, the transformations that it has enabled for other people. So I think one of the biggest learning points from that, that is that sometimes, I think sometimes God gives me things that are for me to beat me down a little bit so that I can learn the lessons so that I can be able to teach it to other people. I think that's one of the biggest lessons. And it's so funny too, because it reminds me of two expressions. And one is uh, people teach what they most want to learn. And the second is the thing that saves an alcoholic from alcoholism is helping another alcoholic stay sober. That's the whole 12 step mm -hmm. model of Alcoholics Anonymous mm -hmm. that keeps people alive is helping someone else stay alive. Right. So so yeah, makes sense. It would work in business too. Well, give me a, um, a case study of someone that you worked with, where they were when you met them, what maybe systems you put into place. But the point is, what's the result they achieved from following the work that you do? Right. So I'll give you an example, Philip. He has a consulting company. He has a consulting agency that's, I mean, you might even call it almost manufacturing in a way. They have this really innovative product that they put in place to be able to save companies hundreds of thousands of dollars of lobster that would otherwise die, their product that would otherwise die. And Philip was at a place where his company was at $600,000 a year. And he was completely overrun, overloaded. At the, on the low end, he was working 60 hours per week, but it was probably closer to 120. 
No. Yeah. It's really stressful, but you know, this is such a good guy and he's just out there supporting his family, doing whatever he needs to do to be able to, to support his family. But as a result, he was getting trapped into the company and it couldn't grow any further. So what we did is we looked at what is it going to take for us to free up some capacity so you can have some time with your family, some time to be able to grow the company. And the first week we were able to help him free up 20 extra hours per week. 20 hours a week. 20 hours a week. Yes. That that is not uncommon, actually. If if they're if they're working 60 to 70 hours per week, it's we're probably gonna find 20. We actually guarantee 10. Mm -hmm. But we and then that came from just looking at a few tweaks, a few tweaks that he could do that would really alleviate a lot of, of burden off of his shoulders. And the other thing it did is it also we were able to help him restructure his schedule that eliminated 38 days of travel per year. Mm-hmm. So that it's made a big difference. It's family. Yeah. Right. Well, wait a second. If it's 38 days and talking about five day weeks, you're talking mm-hmm. about two months of, of travel. Yes, exactly. And when you have little kids growing up, that's, that's a, that's precious time. Saved a lot of miles too. So, so those are some examples of, so we're always looking for what are those few tweaks that we could be making right in the beginning. It's going to free up the CEO to just get some, get some perspective again, right? Some perspective and get, get that, that space to grow the company. From there, we, we helped him continue to, to develop leaders in his company that could take, take things over for him. And, and we helped him continue to beef up his offer, increasing his pricing. And by doing those things, it allowed him to be able to go from 600,000 to 2.1 million in the first year. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we, we've since helped him add $100,000 in extra profit in, the, in a following year. And he's now over 4 million in his company, in his main company. That's the kind of case study I was hoping to hear about. <laughs> well, and you know, it's been really fun too, because Philip is the kind of guy that is really making, has the ability to make a huge difference. So his business has, has actually been responsible for revitalizing an entire community in the um, Northeastern Canada maritime provinces. He's supporting, like his business is supporting the whole lobster industry, which is what the whole community is based on. And they also have been able to donate and support these other charities that will, will teach pe- literally teach people to fish over in Africa and this creating this, this, this sustainable ways to, to be able to, to keep people alive. And then on top of that, and, and allow them to really flourish. And they're also building out products that they can, these shipping containers that they can ship around the world and be able to like revitalize a whole community and give them an ability to actually um, have a self-sustaining income for these individual little communities where otherwise they're, they're just barely barely making it hand to mouth. This is the ripple effect we were talking about earlier. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, you know, that's, this is the reason why I do this work. This is the reason why I do this work, even though, you know, following some of the things that I've been, you've been teaching us, like, I don't actually have to work anymore. And um, yeah, you you now are pretty cool. (laughs) You're working by choice instead of because you have to. Yes, I'm working uh, because it's a mission. It's because it's interesting and because it is like we can make a big difference. And I want to see more Phillips in the world making a huge difference in their quiet way. Maybe don't even realize the, the, the ripples that they're making 
but I, we're working with like the mini Elon Musks of the world that are completely transforming their communities in their own ways. That's why I do this work. Well, now what I want to be able to do is let listeners know how they can get a hold of you to find out more. Yeah, definitely. So if you're, if you're liking what, what I'm sharing here, one of the things that you can do is um, come to one of our executive briefings. You can go to handsoffco.com forward slash briefing. And I actually walk through the steps to be able to get to $100,000 a month in profits and beyond if you want to scale your company to that, to that level. And if you just go to Hands Off CEO, you can also download our ultimate roadmap to scaling. And, and that, that, that'll give you some really good tips for how to increase the cash flow in your company and, and the profit as well, how to really lay, lay down the, the framework to have a sustainable company that you actually want to scale. Beautiful. Okay, well, that'll be in the show notes so people can just click on it and get right to the, uh, the briefing. And Mandy, thank you for this great interview. I appreciate having you on the show. It's been my pleasure. Thanks so much, Rennie, for having me. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Next week, we're going to have Joe Applebaum, a LinkedIn expert, talking about how he became one of the fastest growing companies on the Inc. 500. You can listen to the Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform, and please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor and what the cure is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free 27-page, nine-step roadmap to complete financial choice. And receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or your money. And if you'd like to see how you can increase your wealth and donate to the causes that touch your heart, please check out our affordable program, Wealth with Purpose, obviously on the wealthonanyincome.com website. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now. Bye.